Hi, my name is Alex Jones, and I've been a member at Ogletown since 2004. Today I'll be reading Psalm 63, 9-11. They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Well, thanks, Alex, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Listening Up, a podcast of Ogletown Baptist Church, and today you're hearing from one of the associate pastors, Chris Morris, as we wrap up our study of Psalm 63. As you've heard so far this week, Psalm 63 is a psalm of longing for and trusting in God. Like many of David's psalms, he starts out with praise to God, followed by examples of the good things God has done. He then shares his present challenges or circumstances before writing his conclusion. And today's verses, as you have heard, are David's explanation of the hard times he is enduring. The people who seek to destroy him at this time are King Saul and his search parties. Verses 9 and 10 have a prophetic nature to them as we now know of how Saul died. These phrases were common in military descriptions of a battlefield that someone who died was said to have fallen by the power of the sword, and the all-too-real description that their remains will be finished off by jackals. After fighting concluded each day of battle, and after the wounded were carried back to camp, wild jackals would ravage the battlefield overnight. We learn in 1 Samuel 31 that Saul died in battle, and while the bodies of Saul and his sons were put on display by the Philistines, the rest of his fallen army were left to the jackals. Now, these verses can bring mixed emotion around the fact that David's deep communion with God did not take away his problems. On the other hand, it can be really frustrating to accept that problems still exist, even when we're faithfully walking with God. But it can also be comforting, while dealing with our own problems, to know that David dealt with challenges too. David trusted God to deal with his enemies, especially with King Saul. But when he gets to his closing verse that says, The king shall rejoice in God, he's no longer talking about Saul. While in real life Saul still lives, in the narrative of the psalm, Saul has been killed in battle and David is now king. David has been waiting for this. He has been anointed king years prior and had, he's had to bide his time. But now because of God's faithfulness and deliverance from his pursuers, David can rejoice in God. David then goes on to say that everyone who swears by God shall glory, but the mouth of those who speaks lies shall be stopped. This verse reflects back to the followers of Saul, those trying to capture and kill David, and those who then vowed allegiance to David. It was clear among the men of Israel, you are on team Saul or team David. During the second half of 1 Samuel, while David was seeking after God and obeying his guidance, Saul chose to seek other counsel, in one case from a witch in a town called Endor, priests even who inquired of God for protection over David as David fled from Saul. When questioned of their loyalty to the king or to God, they chose God. When Saul commanded his guards to kill all of these priests who heard this testimony, the guards refused. Saul then had to order one of his slimy rats named Doug the Edomite to kill all 85 priests that appeared before him that day, which he did. And then Doug pillaged the entire city that they were serving in. This story is found in chapter 22 of 1 Samuel. 
David knows there's rhetoric spread around Israel meant to turn people away from supporting David. He knows these are lies, but he's the one who's felt the anointing oil, and he's experienced God's deliverance time and time again. He knows that one day he will be king. He hopes in God's promise that allow him then to rejoice. So what do we take away from this song? What truths should we be holding on to? David pens several responses to God that speak to his relationship with God, as well as his focus and confidence that God is sovereign. He says things like, I seek you. I marvel at your power and glory. My lips will praise you. I will lift up my hands. I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you because your steadfast love is better than life. God's love affected his attitude and his outlook, no matter the situation. Sure, there were times, certainly even for us, when we need to grieve and own that. But what is keeping our hurts and challenges from completely breaking us is the fact that God's love has never abandoned us. It has never weakened. It's never turned away from us to attend to other matters. His love is always there to support us and to remind us that this is not how the story ends. Well, I hope that you found Psalm 63 encouraging. I invite you to join us for the next two weeks as we dive into Psalm 84. Until then, have a great weekend, and I look forward to worshiping with you on Sunday. And in the meantime, may we keep our minds on things above.